Good morning, class. Welcome to Art Eater podcast number 66. We're uh, just getting back into the groove of it. We've, we've been uh, out for a little bit, but you know, got the team back together and uh, yeah, really excited to be here with everyone. Uh, so the subject of today, uh, we're going to talk about the Street Fighter 6 beta. So um, yeah, three, three of our podcast members actually got into the beta, spent some quality time with it. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll pick your, your brains about uh, how, how that, you know, how the game went, uh, how, how it's turning out, your personal thoughts. Uh, but first, uh, let's do just a quick roll call uh, in case we have any new new listeners. Uh, just uh, we'll, we'll quickly introduce ourselves. I'm, I'm your host, Richmond. I'm uh, one of the co-founders of Art Eater. Uh, my background's in art and animation. I run a game studio, make games for a living. Um, and yeah, I love art games and just, yeah. Love being here every week, uh, chatting with you guys. Hey, I'm Sean. I edit the podcast. Um, I'm a UX designer, creative director, uh, currently the VP of design at NZXT. We're a PC gaming manufacturer company. Um, also, X Blizzard worked for uh, or worked with uh, Richmond a long time ago as well on games, such things. Uh, I have not played the uh, Street Fighter Six beta, but don't you worry, that will not stop me from commenting on their user experience and UI. So, <laughs> hey everybody, this is James Stanley, your resident Bushin enjoyer, uh, and yeah, I play <laughs> other fighting games as well, sometimes other characters. But uh, I am a freelance illustrator, character designer, storyboard artist, and comic artist. Um, I just draw cool stuff and people pay me for it. Um, and I am really excited to be here today because I actually did get a chance to get my hands on the beta. So I've got quite a bit to say, so definitely glad to be here. Hey everyone, I'm Thomas. I'm a web developer uh, from France and I manage the website when there's something to do. Oh, by the way, I have to make a new update. Security and uh yeah i've played street fighter 6 uh this weekend so i'm very happy it's actually the second time because i was lucky enough to go to the french offices of uh, capcom and uh, try the game for one hour uh last summer and so i was very happy to play again and this time being able to go a bit more in depth so yeah ready to talk about it Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Adam, AJ here once again. Uh, I'm really happy to be here, and I'm just really, really hyped to be speaking about Street Fighter VI. I was also someone lucky enough to get into the beta myself. I played it with uh, two of my best friends, uh, and we had a really, really good time. I might even get back into it just uh, playing again later on, just to date this podcast a little bit. But yeah, it's still up and running for us. But I'm just going to have a really good time talking about it. But um. Aside from the beta stuff, uh, I am an international taekwondo fighter, pixel artist, level designer, and yeah, I'm just going to be speaking, giving my own personal opinions, some facts, you know, every now and again, laughing at these guys' awesome jokes, and uh, yeah, having a great time, so uh, enjoy the episode, it's going to be a good one, and uh, yeah, let's get right into it, you know, let's, let's, let's go. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so I, I also did not get into the beta, um, so I will uh, pass the torch on to one of you guys. Who wants to go first? I want to go first real oh. quick, just like, okay. in essence, um, okay. I have like, only, only just because I have a couple of things to say. So yeah, I played um, 
okay so in essence i played uh with my with, with my friends here and we had a really really good time i played ken and i played a jury i wanted to stick to just trying out just two characters first just to see how it is that they you know fell into characters that i already had played prior in other games so for example like one of the real fun things about ken to me is that he obviously he looks so different in this iteration of street fighter so for example some people may know some people may may not know but like ken has had a bit of a change in his um not just his attire but like something has gone on interestingly in his plot so yeah he's like the former u.s national you know fighting champ and xvp of the masters foundation and stuff but also he has like accusations of orchestrating a current criminal plot so he's had to like abandon his family and business and go into hiding now and with respect to like how it is that he looks, he's not wearing his traditional, you know, red uh, dobok or red gi. Like he's not wearing his just like regular attire. What we see, what we are seeing here, is like a Ken that's very much kind of like on the run, on the move, in hiding. And honestly, like I kind of, I quite like it. Like I, I enjoy the fact that like Ken's got, you know, this sort of five o'clock shadow on him. His hair's a bit tousled, not in like kind of cool way. It's kind of like just broken ten minutes ago. Has to get out of there, but he wears um he wears like very old looking like shoes and the clothes overall aren't like the newest ever they're not like the newest fabric you know but like one thing that i also enjoy as well specifically like the way that his moves are that that they look like all of the fiery effects like they look absolutely i was having a look more of his um more of his moves and just like he has just of the most intriguing cargo effects I've seen in a game for quite a while. Like, for example, on Toby Shore YouTube, or for example, is um, his Tatsumaki. Like, the way in which the fire kind of like bursts out of him, it's actually more so like an explosion than just like a burst of his flame. AJ? Like, some of these AJ? things are really cool. Hello? Can you, we, we have a hard time hearing you actually. Like for the yeah, okay, you're, cool. you're fading seconds. you're fading a little bit as you talk. Like like you've been okay, like right, going okay. going far away. So can you repeat okay, okay. the last phrase you said? I got you, I got you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> uh all right, y'all. We're we're back from technical difficulties and now AJ regale us. Absolutely, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> so as I was speaking just then about yeah, so Ken in this game, he is, as we know, a former US national fighting champ. But in this version, he has to actually actively be running away from, like, be it the government or be it just, like, police in general. I don't know. But he's been accused of orchestrating a criminal plot, which has, in essence, forced him to abandon his family. So he looks very different in this iteration. He's not wearing the typical red gi or dobok. He's not wearing the typical, you know, like, Ken Master's slicked hair and stuff like that. He, he doesn't look like how he normally does. He looks as if he's just not been in the fighting world for, like, quite a long time. So... One of the things which really impressed me is that they didn't just change, um, you know, like his moveset in and of itself. They weren't like, all right, Ken's going to be like a like a bar brawler now. and He's not going to have any like martial arts essence within him still. Like, no, he still is very much like someone who's able to utilize the moves that he has prior. But one thing that's really interested interested and intrigued me this time around is the fact that like his moves they seem to be like much more infused with fire more so than like in prior iterations so for example like 
I feel as if like Ken has more of like a a passion within him that is being like shown in a visual sense. So for example, some of his moves say like the Dragon Lash um, Flame Super Art that I was that I was um, gonna mention here. Like that is a really cool awesome move that the moves that, that sorry that the fire it seems to like burst out of it much more akin to like an explosion than like prior you know like utilizations of like other moves that we've seen so for example like as he's launching the opponent like upwards into the sky and like you know performing all those kicks on them whilst in the air still like he actively looks as if like he's casting the fire like out of his legs and out of himself more so than like in other games where it looked like to me the fire was kind of just a, a secondary like effect instead of like something which he's actively realistically kind of like expelling from his body at some stage and i think that that kind of speaks to two things one it speaks to when we talk about like passion and like you know like the want and will to do something we talk about you know the the human flame like the flame of passion you know like the, the heat of the moment we, we speak in in terms of this reaction that is kinetic but that burns you know when, when someone's passion's burning when they're yearning like we, we feel these things in terms of fire and so we speak about it and i think that typically when we've talked about ken and when we've seen ken he's been in such a comfortable position in life you know like this rich champion who's gone through many hard things but in essence has this level of comfort to him that we've always seen in his background now we're seeing this be challenged in this iteration we're seeing ken you know actively literally look as if he's going through such a rough time but the fact that he's able to sort of like stick through it and continue fighting and you know remain true to himself in in many essences like i think that's a really cool thing for them to have really you know added in here and i hope that they focus upon that i really would love to see what you know happens to ken when we dry when we see him driven to the to a, to a breaking point possibly you know like we've never seen him in a situation that looks to be as dangerous or as stressful as this one does but to know that he still has that you know that passionate fire within him still burning i think that's really a really really cool thing yeah not to dive into the story too much because i do want to hear a lot about the game but it does feel like both ryu and ken have a very different look in the game uh-huh yeah probably yeah, some yeah. sort of meta commentary on the, the direction that the franchise yeah. and the maturity it's taking it, do we know a lot about like ryu's story in this game yeah it's more like ryu is now you know he was supposed to um it's it was like yeah since it's after sf3 and sf3 is supposed to be the episode where ryu realized that uh he, he, there was no like answer into battle. The answer was just that he enjoys to fight. <laughs> That's all. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like you enjoy getting punched in the face and punch others and the progress. That just that was just it. You know, there was nothing else to to find. And so they were like, okay, so now he's as uh, he's got a, he's in a new stage in his life basically. But he kind of I think he looks like um, he looks like a kind guy a bit at peace you know he's like wearing the the the, um, the tissue on his shoulder and uh, when you look at his style and the way he moves and stuff like that he seems a way less i don't know stiff i would say like which is kind mm. of surprising with ryu because you know you look at his artwork and stuff like that he seems yeah he seems like more relaxed a little bit like okay no it's just like as if he was not torturing himself uh, much more, you know. He just enjoys what he's doing, and uh, he just punches people in the face, like, and that's it. Oh, also, in SF5, they finally closed this dumb uh, Evil Ryu um, subplot that they tried to uh, to create, 
and uh, so there's no like uh, dark shadow or stuff like that. That's just good old Ryu that basically find, found all his answers and is doing very great now and uh, is having fun fighting and that's th that's all basically. Well, good for him. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think visually uh, he's supposed to look more like uh, Goken now too. Yeah. He does. I was yeah. just going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Goken, Goken and Oro a little bit like um, the color of the, the tissue he has is the same as Oro, which is his master in SF3. And he has the same, a bit of the same, it has the same disposition than, um, than Goken. So it's a double nod to, uh, to, the, to the two characters. Yeah, that's funny. Nice. But yeah, he's great. He's, he has like, when you play it, he has a, a lot of, he, when you play it, you feel a lot of power coming from him, actually. And uh, the character is extremely pleasant to play. That's uh, that's like basically the best version of Ryu, I think, that they ever made. Because of the, um, they, they added a new move. He can charge his, um, his key moves like the Hadoken, the new move, the Ashogeki, which is like a, a kind of, you know, palm with uh, energy in his hand. And uh, mm -hmm. everything goes fast. He eats very, very hard. So yeah, that's like, that's like, that's still like old Ryu, but uh, he has all the moves. He has all the common normals. And uh, he seems like, you know, very confident. And it shows when you play, like when you play, you, you feel that the character is like strong. And not gimmicky, just like Ryu has always been. But uh, it's way more interesting now, I think. The, the character feels very great to play. Mm. So, so yeah. typically Ryu is sort of uh, like the the intro character, right? Sort of like just a good all-around no. solid character. Ah. No, that's not it. The, the good intro character now is Luke. That's the thing. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> like right, yeah, right, right. yeah. Look, 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 yeah. Yeah. Look, and Jamie yeah, are the two one. like um, yeah. poster boys. They are the, the two poster boys, and it shows because Luke has basically the same move set as Basic Ryu. Like he has a kind of uh, dragon uppercut. He has a projectile, which is not that doesn't really act like a real fireball, but much more like a beam in the Marvel series because it, it it's instant. He, and he has a, a kind of tackle, like he runs and he can uh, he can grab you, stuff like that. So it's and he also has target combos that is that is like a medium, medium, medium stuff like that, and it does a lot of damage. So now the, the really the the intro character is really Luke, and Ryu feels like it's now the second step in the in the basic Shoto, I would say archetype. So yeah, that would be this. I feel very comforted. For some reason, by this idea that they're not trying to make Ryu and Ken the the two kind of like main characters anymore. Poster boys, yeah. Yeah, and, and, the, and like I I I don't know if I'm totally sold on whether or not the designs entirely work. I have to spend more time looking at them because I didn't play. But I think just watching them fight and look the the stuff that AJ was talking about, I actually kind of like what like Ryu and Ken fighting looks like in. Street Fighter Six, like at least watching them fight, like watching a video of them fighting, it feels good to me. Um, without feeling it, like it, the the at least from a character perspective. Yeah, that's the the difference they made with Ken. Also, Ken also has a lot of very more aggressive stance toward in in his gameplay because they they basically said, okay, we want to take the classic Ken, you know, the with the 
the, the normals and stuff like that. And we want to bring back some stuff. So they bring back the crazy kicks from the SF2 era and uh, made uh, extensions on it. They, bring, they also took the run that they gave him in SF5. And so now he has options behind yes. them, like uh, normal options. But also if you run and do his, uh, his um, Tatsumaki, Senpukiaku or Shoryuken, it goes on fire and it has different properties. And uh, it also has like the, the true the true super arts. So there are a lot of things that are, that are happening. The basically, Ryu and Ken feel like they are way more, I wouldn't say no, not way more, but a little bit more complex characters now. Like they're not, mm. you know, if you if you're gonna like go online without ever thinking about what you do, like we all know about the the Kens from the Xbox Live, you know, on the SF4 era, <laughs> like the, the crazy guy oh, yeah. always doing uh, XDPs all all the time. I feel like the the, the those two characters, Ryu and Ken, are not the those two. They, they don't feel this role anymore. Like they have. A bit more complexity, and they, they they change position basically. And Luke and Jamie are probably the two doing it. And Jamie isn't isn't even so easy to use because he has all his drinking mechanic and stuff like that. So yeah, that's um that's different at least for those two characters. And even Chun Li, that you could think okay, it's a classic character. She changed a lot in gameplay pers perspective because she has a stance now, and um, so the character is very, very different. And even basically all those characters, except maybe for Ken, but because like AJ said, Ken always had it in life. Like, you know, it's not like Ryu that was always struggling in battle or Chun-Li uh, um, hunting and bison. Like Ken was like uh, living the good life. And so they, they kind of switched and uh, Ryu and Chun-Li feels like, you know, at peace characters that just, seems to enjoy expanding their art while Ken is like <laughs> struggling a lot but that's an, uh, a character like Luke is basically just your your poster boy that is kind of funny supposed to be cool and stuff like that but apparently is cool for the new generation of um, of players because he had a lot of success when they bring back when they Bring the game um, on uh, when it was in Paris in the Japan Expo. The the RPF, the press uh, person for Capcom told me that Luke really, really was the character that was the most picked uh, outside of people that already play Street Fighter. So yeah, mm. that's it for the for the classics at least. Yeah. Okay. So, so Bushin I Man. Um, yes, Sorry. I want to pass the mic to to james like we you gotta gotta hear about the uh bushin uh successor uh, your your, your no. impressions yeah <laughs> first first i, I wanna if, if people are taking this episode without listening to the first one when we recall it the first one james had a lot of issues <laughs> with, with sf6 <laughs> because the the art style was just revealed and uh, we all know about how the old capcom capcom style you know is important to you and so a lot of things happened in between the two episodes, like the, the beta happened, but they also announced new characters, new redesign, new things. We also talked a lot together about how games are made and how, you know, I was having the point that the, this realistic look of SF6 isn't, 
you, you felt a little bit like, oh, it's a bit pondering, like uh, we want to, uh, hey, like the, the Steve Buscemi, you know, uh, with the skateboard, hello, fellow kids, stuff like that. And we talked about, <laughs> about it. And also we talked about the fact that this game seems to be made internally at Capcom. And that Capcom is today a company that is more specialized in kind of realistic rendering and motion capture and uh, they have their own engine and stuff like that. And so that since games are basically software, you have to do them with, you know, the with the teams that you have. And if your team is specialized in realistic rendering, well, you're going to have to do a realistic rendered game in some aspect. And so SF6 add to be that way, maybe just not because they wanted it, but because it was a constraint, they had to go with it and they did something great with it. I think they did something great. But you know, maybe we talked a lot about all this, like it's a lot of things and uh, you kind of softened a little bit about the game after that. And, and after that, they announced uh, Kimberly and now I think I can let you talk. <laughs> okay, so... It's been, Street Fighter Six has been a journey for me. Um, I am like probably to some a Capcom historian uh, when it comes to, I guess, classic Capcom art. So uh, it has a special place in my heart, um, not just as a something that I enjoyed, but it's also an inspiration to why I'm in the industries that I'm in. So I have a strong connection to classic Capcom art. So initially seeing Street Fighter 6, I wasn't really impressed with it visually. Um, but as time has gone on, um, I think it's grown on me. Um, I'm starting to see uh, what Nakayama's love for classic Capcom is within this game. Um, I made, I, don't, I can't even yes. count how many Twitter threads I've made at this point that expound upon these things uh, because I keep finding them. And uh, it's actually been like refreshing to see uh, just how much love for uh, the foundation that Capcom actually has for, uh, I'm sorry, that Nakayama has for like classic Capcom in, in Street Fighter VI. Um, am I still on? Or are we still? Yeah, I, I so, wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> you know, so seeing these elements uh, brought together really helps me see the game in a different light. Um I'm actually pleasantly surprised with uh, what I've seen so far. Um, just to kind of do a quick rundown, uh, you know, Kimberly at the character select screen, I believe it's in the versus mode. Uh, she's actually a reference to a pose from some Bengus art uh, that Bengus actually created for Street Fighter Alpha 1, uh, where Guy is hanging upside down, uh, I guess, in in his home and like Cody's coming to visit him and Kimberly actually is doing a similar thing. Um, Chun-Li's posed in a way that's an homage to Kino Nishimura's art uh, of her sitting on a, like a suitcase. Um, there's a lot of things in here that are very specific and uh, those things were uh, great to see. Um, in terms of my enjoyment of uh, Kimberly, I am more than surprised at what they are allowing her to do. Um, she is probably the most Capcom character visually in the game, in my opinion, but I'm also kind of biased. Um, no, you're right. She's very she, Capcom. She's very, very Capcom. She feels as close as you possibly can get to the classic era 
of Capcom art uh, within the RE engine and what its capabilities are. Um, I really do think, and it's hard to say this, man, because I am such a Bushin enjoyer. She might actually be the best Bushin iteration so far. <laughs> like, Whoa, this I, is huge. You heard it here this is a, yeah. If, if <laughs> anyone knows me, I am a huge proprietor for Alpha 2 Guy. I think that, you know, before playing Kimberly, that Alpha 2 Guy was the best version of the uh, Bushin iteration. Um, this is even with Zeku. Even, you know, Alpha 3 guy on paper doing more damage, like, all this stuff. I always felt like Alpha 2 guy was the perfect combination of speed, uh, damage output, combo routes. Uh, I felt like he had, like, a great tool set. Um, I only exclude Alpha 1 guy because Alpha 1 guy is incredibly broken. Um, but it's not guy's fault. It's more the system of the game. But he's literally Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Magneto in that game. So, like, <laughs> you know, that doesn't really count. Um, so I've always been a huge proprietor for Alpha 2 guy. But playing Street Fighter 6, um, I have to say that they were able to alleviate my fears of making me think that they were going to go too far in the Abuki direction. Uh, by mixing certain things with her with Guy, no. She literally is the Bushin iteration that solves the problems of all the previous ones. And it's crazy to say it, but like, yeah, she solves all the problems that Guy has. She solves the the issue that Zeku had being one function as opposed to two that you switch between. You know, for those that don't know, Zeku and Street Fighter V switched between old and young you switch between old and young they had different movesets that allowed you to play the game in a specific way uh i feel like kimberly solves those problems in a more efficient way um and whereas like you know what her tool sets are you know when to use them and it doesn't require switching styles like you can just play kimberly naturally it's almost like in a weird way, I feel like it connects to her story because she's an uninvited student. She just showed up and she's just amazing. Like she just, yeah. out of nowhere, she's here. Uh, Guy is teaching her and she is putting herself into the mix of it. But she's literally making the Bushinryu style uh, stronger than it's ever been. Um, so it's been a pleasure to play this character. Um, I, I'm not sure if people really understand... I guess the uniqueness of people who play characters like Guy, Zeku, they are not what you typically would have found in previous Street Fighter games. Um, they are part of, like, I guess, a movement that happened where Capcom really wanted to expand upon what was possible uh, gameplay-wise. You know, So you're dealing with a character that has good footsies, but also a character that has a lot of offense and a lot of different options. Hey, James, could could I request that you go one layer deep from the onion and maybe for people that, like maybe myself, that don't quite know the whole, like the base of this style, what is that? Yeah, what is Bushin? What is Bushin Dream? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we cannot hear though. James anymore. I don't know if he's mute or... He's ascended. For Our... <laughs> oh, wait. Did I go away again? Yeah, you're, but you're, you're back, back now. So that's okay. Bushin one on one. What is it? What is Bushin one on one? Bushin one on one. Uh, literally is a gameplay mechanic 
uh, or iteration that allows you to play more offensively. Uh, typically, in Street Fighter 2 games, you literally are playing matches of attrition, where it's a lot of what people call zoning, by throwing fireballs in a particular rhythm and a certain pace that prevent their opponent from getting to them without exposing them to moves that they can do where they hit them out of the air. Uh, with characters that are Bushinru style, in a way, they have moves that sort of, I don't want to say negate them entirely, but it allows them to solve the problem uh, of getting in a lot faster than other characters. So once you're in and you show the capabilities of like the damage that you can do, it kind of makes the opponent freeze up. So now you have them susceptible to throws. So it's sort of this ongoing loop of like offensive madness where you're like, okay, are they going to throw me? Are they going to strike me? Uh, is there an opportunity for me to hit them? So you create this illusion of almost like perfect movement where you're basically like in quotations doing what you want where the opponent is not sure what you're going to do. Um, I like that kind of play style. I am like very much a rushdown uh, type of player. Mm-hmm. So... You know, when it comes to someone like Kimberly, uh, the tool set that she has is just phenomenal. Um, I don't know if people know this either, but Guy, Zeku, and Kimberly all have the same standing medium kick. Uh, it's a very long normal. Um, in the 2D sprites for Guy back in the alpha days, uh, his leg was longer than it was supposed to be when he does this attack. It's an exaggeration that works uh, within 2D art and it also works in terms of the competitive uses of it. It's a very long normal. Um, in Alpha 1, he could combo moves into it, and knock you down, and kind of get in your face. They took that away in Alpha 2 and Alpha 3. He has not had it for years. Um, they gave that to Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. um, which she stole. allows... She stole. She's very yeah, tall. She's so a very it, it tall fits. girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it fits. I'm, I'm curious... Yeah, go she's ahead. Very, uh, she's go very ahead. tall and and, uh, and muscular because I think in the backstory she's she she did dance or something like that. So she has a very like yeah dancer I would say uh, physicality and the physic we we've talked about it before but the 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 act of the the Street Fighter character needs to have a kind of physic I would say a body mm-hmm. that actually communicates what they are what they are about and uh, in all the the new characters it works actually very well and Kimberly like you know in the way she walks in the size of the legs and yes. stuff like that that she's she's not like um she's not supposed she was not a you know a ninja or something like that she's more a dancer that kind of do adapts the style than the the opposite so that's very very fun to witness it's, uh, it's... no go ahead Oh, I was I was gonna ask because you were talking about before you get too far around. Like she does, like visually look similar to Guy. What you're talking about in terms of like unpredictability is that kind of like how um, Guy had like the kind of the the rushdown uh, move yeah. where you could you could modify it with a different kick, and it was kind of unpredictable what he would do when he was rushing. Yeah, like he really specialized in freezing people up um, to a point where you know somebody would think, okay, Guy can do all these combos on me. Um, I don't want him to hit me. But the thing is, is that Guy is also successful when he's not hitting you. Uh, because he has something that's like a block string into the run, where if you space yourself properly, it's very difficult to hit Guy when you're in block stun. Um, and that also makes people feel kind of clammy, like, oh my gosh, get off of me. Like, what do I do? 
Um, so you're allowed to create this sort of offense pressure where you're kind of picking away at a person and making them make decisions that they normally wouldn't make and then capitalizing on them. Um, Kimberly works in a similar function, but uh, the run is not as strong maybe as Guy's run is, depending on where you are. But she has other options that you can incorporate with the run that make her uh, really fun to play. Um, <laughs> I, I do worry um, on some level uh, how much she's going to get nerfed potentially, just because I've seen a lot of very knee-jerk reactions on Twitter, people complaining and saying that she feels OP. Um, I can tell you that she does have flaws. I know that right now it seems like she doesn't, but she does have flaws. I think once people play the game a little bit more, um, you can keep Kimberly honest, but you can't keep the Kimberly out of Kimberly. I'll put it that way. Um, she is by far one of the reasons that I'm actually playing Street Fighter Six. Like I, I really think that um, Capcom's doing something special um, even within their limitations, I guess in quotations, with the Ari engine, um, because I think she's one of the characters that is showing that they can still make characters feel very Capcom uh, within the aesthetic that they're going with the Street Fighter VI. So um, I'm excited to see what else is coming in terms of like the visuals of characters, like how they're translating uh, the concept art into uh, 3D models. But I think one thing I do want to talk about is like just overall gameplay is that everybody feels like they have something. I don't feel like anybody right now in the beta is suffering. Uh, I, I feel like there are tools there. They may not be all the tools, but there are tools in place that allow characters to do things that they normally don't do. Like I'm sure you can agree with me this on Thomas where normals in 3d street fighter games typically were stubby. Uh, it was very rare that you had a normal that actually reached uh, the way you thought it would reach visually. And Street Fighter VI seems to solve this problem uh, pretty succinctly. Uh, if a normal attack looks a certain way, it almost it, it matches it matches its visual uh, appearance. I mean, outside of maybe a few normals here and there, but I don't want to talk too much about like uh, too many negative things about the game, so I'm going to leave that alone. But um, I do think that there are tools in place for every character so far in this game that allow them to excel in the way that they're supposed to be played, like their design intention, um, which is something that I did not feel with Street Fighter V as much. Like, I felt like there were some characters that fit that, and then other characters just sort of, it maybe felt like they were afraid to give them certain tools, so they kind of, like, took them away and then gave them little pieces over, like, the span of the competitive life cycle of the game. Whereas in this game, I feel like people are coming out of the gate with tools. Um, and I think that's like a special thing, especially in an era of modern fighting games, like to see a company being willing to do that at this stage. Like, I think it's great. I do hope that it stays that way. Um, you know, but who, who knows what will happen between beta tests if they make certain decisions. But currently right now, uh, I do think that the game is surprisingly fun to play and very hard to put down. Um, I did not think I would be in this position. Like, I did not think that I would enjoy this game. Like, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Like, I was very much not going to play Street Fighter Six at all. 
Um, I made like a very <laughs> firm decision like early on that I was not going to play this game. And to be honest, if I was not doing this podcast, I would be playing right now. Mm. I, 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 I just want to get into the very, very quickly. I, I yeah. just have to just mention this just because we're talking about Kimberly specifically. But this is one thing which I tweeted about very recently, but I'm just so happy to see that people are receiving Kimberly so well. She's an awesome character. She looks super cool. She's one of the most vibrant and interesting and fun characters that I've seen in Street Fighter in a very long time, especially as like a newcomer to the roster as well. She just looks awesome. She has this really, really cool, just buzzing energy about her with like a big fun smile, the spray cans, like lots of flips and like beautifully animated segments too. But one thing which is really cool and important as well that I actually did find out recently, there's been a real focus on like consultancy, like within the different teams and studios in, across like the game industry, just wholesale. Like a lot of people have been over the past like five, ten years with respect to like the creation of certain characters, with, with respect to the the ideals that they want to portray in some areas. Just yeah, like people have been asking other people's professional opinions and they've been you know getting them in to help the teams portray these in as best a light as possible this to me it actually like helps teach and helps engage people in valuable like opportunities and can push boundaries and set positive trends in many ways throughout the gaming industry but we're seeing this now especially with kimberly so actually found out very recently last month and i actually uh, quoted tweeted one of richmond's tweets about this a while ago but um imran khan uh, on twitter he is somebody who is a former he was a former senior editor for game informer and fanbyte media and he was a former co-host of the uh, kind of funny vids too but he's a games journalist but um he is somebody who was also like actively involved within like actively trying to help shape the uh, the character like of Kimberly and also other people as well with respect to the what's it called the, the shaping of the of the character from like visual standpoints from a few different like cultural elements things like that like it's really really a super intriguing process but there's actually a whole like article like about this it's really interesting to check it out if you go on like fanbyte and if you check out the street fighter 6 um if you type in at the top Street Fighter 6, it'll come up. But yeah, it's like Street Fighter 6 developers like hired like lots of black consultants while designing Kimberly. And you've got some really interesting quotes in here from actual Street Fighter 6 director Takayuki uh, Nakayama himself and also the producer Shuhei uh, Matsumoto. Like one of the, well, um, the former, the director, um, he said, uh, a lot of people on the team are fans of black culture. In order to make it as authentic as possible, we spoke with many black employees within the company and we also hired consultants to help us design the character and her mannerisms. Like this sounds kind of a bit boilerplate right but like what this means for like the creation of so many characters and like not just the creation but like the changes in their iterations as we will you know continue to see them with capcom doing this they're actively very specifically saying like to a segment of you know the the people who do enjoy their games like hey listen like we see you guys we hear you guys like we're going to continue to improve but also we're going to actively take steps to hire people for the specific idea of like improving the character's relatability to other people but also their more genuine you know versions of themselves like people seem to love kimberly in such a such a specific way a few people that i've spoken to when i've asked them who they've played and who's been like a standout for them kimberly's been like the answer that i've heard almost the most like my 
a good friend James who I've, who I've played against he played a really good Kimberly he was playing Kimberly and having a great time with her like all of the all of the ways that she would you know do a little fun little walk away whilst she was like actively you know when you hold backwards to, to walk away from the uh, the opponent or for example like the little sort of like hype dance that she does before she does some of her moves or even for example just like the utilization of her understanding of like graffiti like within her moves itself like it feels very much uh like an ode to kind of like different like areas of like not just like hip-hop but like a useful exuberance in and of itself that like you can see characters try and like utilize in some ways but it'll feel forced sometimes right like kind of like what thomas said before that you never want to be that old meme of steve buscemi walking in with the skateboard you know you, you don't want to do that but like here no. i think that they're, that they're very realistically going about this in such a such a positive way that i think there's um they're real kudos to be to be given, I think, to the handling of this, especially oh. with respect to like some of the art and like designs and design decisions of other like prior characters and stuff, be that like a birdie, be that old Balrog things or all sorts of stuff. But yeah, like I just think that it's really nice to have this sort of uh, a breath of fresh air, but like an an, em- an emphasis on like this open communication that they've you know really taken from Street Fighter V's development, and they believe that like designing these characters authentically is a part of like the current ethos which they're actively trying to you know work towards and contribute and build towards it sounds again it sounds like very like it sounds like a basic sort of like pr script you know but it, it's just nice to see that they're very specifically working towards doing that it just sounds really good yeah i'm, I'm really happy to see that and to see the fruits of that labor in kimberly i'm excited for more characters yeah the thing is i don't think they could have done it you know with uh with um without consulting because the 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 time have changed you know the the even even something like maybe you know the 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 fat birdie in sf5 sf5 mm-hmm. maybe will not be you know received very well today you know a lot of things change i think in the in representation in the fake in the in the in the fact that yeah when you try to do something basically the the industry has enough money to do things correctly if they want to you know and mm-hmm. so like when people when some developers will do uh, like not very good stuff around uh, around people of colors or women characters and stuff like that you you cannot they, they cannot go they cannot get away with the ah oh, but we didn't know we didn't no nah, no nah, you're a triple a game like you're not it's not like you're poor or cannot afford to ask someone who knows you know so i'm really happy that they they did it but it's also i think very smart of them just because uh the producer the producer of uh, sf5 is a big uh hip-hop uh fan like uh, i i saw his uh, instagram account and it's all about you know hip-hop music and hip-hop graph and stuff like that so there's a genuine interest in that that is very very cool to see and uh, nakayama like you mentioned is a very very big capcom nerd like really really so the the fact so the the the, the kind of historicity we see in sf6 with all the the references and all the hip-hop stuff that surrounds the game and surrounds some characters for at first i was like okay it feels a bit forced like uh like it wants to be cool uh <laughs> among the among kids you yeah know? but it's it's still this like of course it wants to be cool among kids of course it wants it wants but the um, 
But I think there's a genuine interest in those two subjects, you know, the Capcom history and the hip hop. So that that's very, very great. And there's what's funny is that even when you are, I have a friend who's not, who thinks the game is very fun and he, he probably wants to play it. He was saying like, oh my God, when I watch Kimberly, I see really the Steve Buscemi meme, you know. And he said, but at the same time, you watch the character, she's so cool. You know, <laughs> and that's like, yeah, that's like yeah, oh my God, yeah. they, they did it, but they managed yeah, actually right. to, to, to out, you know, outreach, the, the, to, uh, to, to kill the meme at the same time, you know. Yeah. So it's, I was like, like yeah. from this guy, this guy that, that, that says that because he's a very, very, uh, he's very critical of all those kind of things. To him, for him to say that, I was like, oh my God, Capcom really managed to do something. It's there. almost like the meme emerged and then it overcame itself publicly yeah. <laughs> like it like it's because i had similar thoughts i was like oh man this seems like a lot of boxes being checked i don't know how i feel and then when i saw the trailer and then i saw the character in game i just i fell in love with the character um you know i mean like i said i i've been on twitter more recently and i don't know if this is richmond's fault or not but i've been I've been really using it as a platform to express a lot of things that I love. And uh, I've done some extensive threads on uh, Street Fighter Six and Kimberly and her design. And I mean, they knocked it out of the park, man. Like, I just like it's just it's undeniable for me. Um, you know, all I'll say is, uh, like I said, no game is perfect. There are things about it that I think uh, having played in the beta that I that I do hope that they address um some of it is ui ux related i'm sure sean will have some uh input yeah. to have on that um some of it is uh gameplay related um but these are I, I think these are small things much smaller than i thought they would be uh in terms of the overall like reception of the game at least for me um but i do hope that you know capcom really takes to heart some of these things and really um you know, I hope they stand strong in what they're trying to do, but I also think that I hope that they take uh, the critiques that people are giving, especially the heartfelt ones, um, you know, pretty seriously and figure out some sort of, uh, you know, middle ground. But uh, one, I, I don't know if Sean I'll, wants to... Well, I, I mean, I, I, I have comments, but I, one thing I will say for them um, is in watching a lot of the stuff from the beta... Um, I do feel like they've stood their ground on a lot of things. And for the most part, uh, I'm glad they did. Like I, th this is one that I, I hate to admit. Cause I'm, uh, I'm watching uh, a match like with the sound off where it's like in one of the arenas and the backdrop has like a 3d street fighter six logo that rotates and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, the logo is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> god damn it capcom the god damn it capcom and because they did something right is happening a lot in this game like the the, the training mode with the frame data like uh, we we sh oh, the frame, yeah. showed it yes. showed it to another friend who said oh my god you tried to explain to me this frame data thing for years and now that i see it in sf6 and i try it with my with my buttons you know well it's it all makes sense and you're like yeah okay that's they didn't invent it you know it was in other games before but there are so many things in this game for a triple a game that are little touches that make the experience 
way more way more pleasurable than it was like finally a fighting game doesn't feel like a like a, the, the poor parent of you know uh, um, of multiplayer games and yeah. uh, <laughs> and that's and that's something to say because like we we even we didn't even talk about the fact that the the, the online worked flawlessly and that's yeah. and the game has crossplay and we were like hey nobody talked about it yeah because it actually works like what? like suddenly we don't have to talk about something that doesn't work <laughs> well one thing I'll, I'll i'll build on which is stuff that thomas was already saying is um when people talk about game engines i think people forget that an engine saying a game engine is really just a fancy way of saying a set of tools and one thing that's probably something that we're benefiting from without knowing it is by use by Capcom using mature engines that have actually worked for them and have already built mm. good multiplayer. Like, because one thing you'll see is like, for instance, between say Mass Effect games where they changed engines, one thing that really suffered was the animation because like what really happened was all of their animation tools got thrown out the door, so they had to rebuild them, right? Or they had to do new mm. ones. And I think in this case, one thing that people talk a lot about with engines is like how good it looks in 3d or what can render or frame data and whatnot which i think is super important i think if this is built on re engine it's probably because they've been refining it but one thing that is underneath it all is i would bet that the networking tool set is probably very mature as well and that's probably yeah. why capcom wanted to do it and and so like to, to the point you're making um when things work you don't really care and you don't tend to realize that like sometimes the mechanics underneath it uh, i mean i remember when especially when i was working on playstation stuff uh there was a big difference between xbox and playstation where xbox used to provide the toolkit for networking and matchmaking and playstation didn't give you anything and as a result for a long time a lot of uh actually xbox um networking and multiplayer was much stronger because they did a lot of the work for you and it wasn't until um studios and, and started like sharing engines like unreal um or you're seeing a lot more standardization in the industry but it when you see companies kind of go and make their own engine almost everybody is really worried because it really means like <laughs> that they, they're missing half of the tool sets so i feel like what what you're the polish you're seeing here especially as they get to the beta level mm -hmm. is probably that's part of the benefit they are reaping from maybe dealing with an engine that they weren't as comfortable with yeah. or in terms of the the aesthetic that they wanted to deliver, but um, it does feel much smoother. Yeah. Yeah, and also just simply like there there are a lot of how to say it like you know people have been the the people that make Capcom. I'm talking about the artists, the the developers, the programmers, the project managers, the motion capture uh, people, technicians, stuff like that. They've been working on the Resident Evil and Monster Hunter series for years now. And those those people are probably extremely capable now. Like just it's not just about the tools like you, we already have network, you can reuse it. There are some things in this game in the beta that are extremely specific to fighting games, you know, like like the frame data stuff that you can see, for example, or little option like the safe state that works anywhere in the in the training mode. Or just a lot of little little things but that are so important to feel comfortable when you are using the software like not even the game you know with the software and i feel that it is possible that they implement so many things 
also because the people doing this game are not contractors that are discovering the tech or using a tech that is not specialized or that they don't know. It feels, the, the game, and I say it as a developer too, it feels like the people who do this game, they know what they are doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't, you know, take the time to implement this little thing or this little thing or this little thing. And I'm not talking just about the developer or the artist, but also, for example, the the product owners, the, the project managers, like when someone comes to them and say, I want to have funny faces on the loading screen, like, you know, it's easy to say no, because you have like six characters more to do before we can do something like that. But they, but they did it anyway. And so you can make funny faces on the loading screen. And the, the fact that the director, the producer, the managers, all those stuff, they saw this ID and they said, okay, we're going to take time to implement it because it's important. It's, it's useless, but it's, it's important. You know, it says a lot about the confidence of the people making this game. And that's so okay. different because SF4 was more, was a game by Deems that was made in very difficult situations because Capcom thought that Street Fighter will not make money anymore. And SF5 was like rebooted two or three times and was made in very, very short notice with a lot of contractors because Capcom didn't have the bandwidth to do it. And it was also made by teams and they had a change of engine by the, in the middle of it. So, you know, it, it was always a dire situation for this series for the past 10 years, almost 15 years. And suddenly people making this game feel like they are so sure of themselves and that's so different that feels so different in the game yeah like, and i know we're not talking about the, the sexy side of it but the, the thing you're saying is very evident well especially because when to your point people kind of just brush over oh yeah they changed engines it just needs net code blah blah, blah. but like the, the thing we're saying is like all that stuff that thomas is talking about the reason they have time to do it is because they don't have to rebuild tools um mm. like basic tools that they expect like if you ever go back and watch some of the interviews and documentaries about ea trying to switch all of your studios to frostbite you will hear yes. all these stories of people being like well we couldn't oh do blank because we had to rebuild like walking <laughs> or, or, some, or something like that hard. so i mean i know we're, we're raging on it but i actually think this is um mm. I, I agree that it does look like an example from even though i haven't played it where i can feel just watching it that the the, the level of uh yeah, the level of maturity with um, the development mm. process is coming through in the, the game yeah. quality. There's also a thing. So, some people said, oh, you know, you are, when you enter the battleground, you create your own character that you can buy clothes for him and stuff like that. And uh, some people made monstrosities with the character. Christian. Oh, my God. <laughs> to, the, to, the point, yeah. to the point of the game, like it was basically a meme. Like, But the, what's funny is that some people said, hey, it, that, that reminds me a lot about the Dragon's Dogma uh, character editor, actually. Oh, yeah. And you can be sure that ah. this character editor is probably going to take to be used in another in another game later, you know. So yeah, that's uh, there are a lot of things like that that are very very funny to see. So yeah, I'm like having a Street Fighter game, a Capcom game, a fighting game, basically being confident in itself and feeling confident and showing confidence is so refreshing because SF, like i said sf4 was complicated sf5 was a disaster marvel vs capcom infinite was terrible sf street fighter cross tekken 
kinda walked out until it didn't because the game was super buggy and had terrible um, press when it came out. So basically there hasn't been a Street Fighter game that feels like it was um, a pleasant experience to make it in the last 10 years, you know. And uh, I'm sure it involved, like, it was confirmed that all those games were made under extensive crunch too, because Yoshinori Ono actually laughed about it in an interview in a, f a few years ago. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's, you know, you cannot make some of the things they did in this game if you don't have tools that you made before and you don't have confident people into implementing those tools. So yeah, that's so, so cool. So cool. I hope, and even Nakayama, I think it was Nakayama, that said that the development of the game was doing was going great with good morale, which is something you don't hear That's often. super rare. So yeah, I'm like, and, and it shows basically. So yeah, I'm, I know I'm rumbling a little bit, but it's so rare and we have been talking about, you know, conditions of um, working conditions in the industry and health issues and stuff like that. So I think it's important, you know, to, to, to talk about all those things too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you have any more questions, Richmond and, uh, and Sean, about the game? Like stuff you. Uh, uh, one thing uh, I can't see a lot online around the the character select, and I've seen a couple pieces of the the battle hub. Um, it feels some arxisy like. Is is that true? Is that actually how it That's feels, or did, did they improve assumption. it? That's a fair assessment. I think I think personally, with respect to what it is that we saw with everyone walking around, it does feel quite arxisy in that like yeah, you do have the relevant hubs. You've got like games at the far corner. There's like a sort of like a large pit in the middle where people can like go into play together. There are also one thing that's interesting. It's like a like a newer like tournament mode like in game. So like, that's something which I've seen a lot of streamers mm. particularly really enjoying, and it seems to be very very like well put together as well. I think I've seen like I've seen Brian F in tournaments. I've seen um, the the wonderful Sejam in tournaments too. For those who don't know those two people those are people who are heavily actively involved in the fgc they've been both um lots of commentating and lots of also like playing online too but yeah like you will see a lot of more people having fun with respect to setting up tournaments with more ease i think and also i'm pretty sure they will um what's the word for it you okay so do you know how you have like more open world exploration like in this game obviously that's a big big thing like you can actually like do moves like in um in the, in the actual lobby. real sort of like, world <laughs> yeah in, in, in the in yeah. the world of street fighter but like you, yeah. you would see a lot of people just like whilst they're waiting to play in the lobby as tom said they're just doing like shoryukens or haroken each other or tatsumaki each other or whatever just like for fun so that's kind of like another thing which we've not really seen before in street fighter like people kind yeah. of making their own fun whilst they're actually kind of waiting for a game it's kind of cool yeah. Also, there are a lot of little things that as a UX designer you would love. Like, for example, you see this big lobby that has like, I don't know, 40 arcade cabinets that you go with your avatar. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to meet with my friends? Like, you know, like, how do I find them? And basically, you press start, list, list of players. You click on your friend names and you click on teleport to the, to the, to the, to the player. And bam! Here you are. You found <laughs> I, your way into the as, lobby. As as you were saying that, I was like breathing in DNF duel. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's the that's the, oh the art system work lobby thing where you have. It's funny, but you have a lot of um, hard time finding people if the lobby is crowded. So they fixed this, for example, and these kind of little details are everywhere. In the lobby, you have the um, you also have the giant screen that shows who win against who 
uh, when the match ended. And there's also um, a computer that you can see that shows you the ranking for the day, for the world, your world region across all servers, stuff like that. So there are a lot of little things like that that makes it, yeah, like just like AJ said, like people can make a little bit their own fun. Like I had, I saw people like uh, climbing on top of arcade cabinets using uh, the Shoryuken emote, like they do a Shoryuken, they, they land mm -hmm. on the arcade cabinet, and after that they try to go to another uh, top, to another top of the arcade cabinet by using the spinning bird kick and stuff like that. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just the beta. You already witnessed some stuff like that, and people making ugly characters or pretty characters and buying some hats and stuff like that. So yeah, the the um, the, the whole thing, of course, screams live service game, you know, but I. At least it's done correctly, you know. <laughs> so that's uh, right. that's the thing. There's also the area where you can have the extreme matches, like uh, that are more like casual matches where you um, you can play, for example, you can play all the games. Like today, for example, it's Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, so you can actually like play uh, Super Turbo with your friends in the lobby or go and do an extra match, extreme match. And I think extreme match are things like uh, we saw it in the trailer, like with the, flat, the the exploding ball or the bull going across the stage or stuff like that. So there, there seems to have uh, at least a few things to do in this lobby area. So yeah, that's, uh, that's funny. Good so to hear. To do. I was also curious. This isn't directly related, but I was wondering in the beta, it's it's hard to find it. Are all of the announced characters available, or is there only a subset? No, 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 I'm no. Only, sure. only. I don't subset. think. Only a okay, subset. so That's... I can answer this one. Um, yeah. In essence, they have a roster at the moment of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven characters revealed at the moment. I think, but of the ones that are revealed, there are Ken, Jury, Kimberly, Guile, Chun Li, Jamie, Luke, and Ryu. Yeah. So, like, uh, Dalsim and Blanca are not in the beta, right? Yes, no, yeah. So, no, so yeah, so yeah. No, sorry, no. no, no Honda, no Dalsim, no Blanca. I think, yet, no. I think, uh, I mean, this is probably just my opinion, but I think they are being a little careful about yeah. having certain characters introduced <laughs> initially. <laughs> you know, uh, what's funny is that, you know what? A friend told me like this today, like, no, that's the burst version of SF6 because at the, on the retail version, there's going to be Blanca, Honda, and Grapplers. <laughs> They're yep. not in this version yep. of the game. So the game is yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if we were going to start talking about certain <laughs> things because I, I got... I have, <laughs> I have things I want to say, but I'm going to wait for a proper time <laughs> to talk. About I mean, this, this 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 could be fun though, because I mean, like, I've been thinking about this myself recently, right? Like the current like roster that we've seen here, it feels as if it's like, very much specifically made for people just getting into the game. That's fine. But I mean, mm -hmm. like we will see people who will have to deal with, you know, like a very rough like time when they get to a Dalsim sometimes or a Zangief or an Akuma. Do you know what I mean? Like when 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 the players who've been back in it from like the older days really get into it with some of these characters, I wonder what they're gonna have in terms of these other mixtures of characters who will be able to allow for them to make it, you know, better or I, easier or more fun for them. I, I just wonder who's I, gonna be the, the other characters that'll make it easy. I, I don't know if y'all y'all know about this, but I, I have to reveal to you that the the real champion of this game is gonna be Richmond's Blanca. Oh my god! For yeah. some for some reason, he is I'm famous for his Blanca play. I'm not surprised for some reason that Richmond plays Blanca. Like it fits his character in some weird way, 
That's yeah. I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm also a little bit disappointed because you know Blanca players, ah, stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> you know what's funny about they this break, is that Richmond they break your mind. <laughs> Richmond is one of three people in my what? life that oh, okay. I actually adore who play Blanca. Like oh. Three people. Oh. And they all oh, have very, very special club. They they all have like, I guess, bridged the gap or like defeated the stereotype of the Blanca player. And it's it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, what? that just is a credit to Blanca. I'm not too to Richmond that like he <laughs> is uh, wait, wait. such a special person. Um, Thank you. But- what what is the stereotype? Because I'm not I'm not like super connected okay. to like the competitive. So, this past scene. few years, I feel that the, the 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 discourse around characters like Honda Blanca, specifically actually around the Blanca Honda, and a little bit Dalsim and Zangif, is that they are wasted slots in Street Fighter. Basically, people Aww. say they are wasted slots and stuff like that. Nobody plays them. Nobody likes them and stuff like that. And so and. People actually really, really hate Blanca and Honda in some for some reason. Like Honda is really like who wants to play uh, to do uh, uh, hundred uh, slaps and and stuff like that and head. I will explain why. Me. And all other people and Blanca is probably the most hated of them all because I think there's not a lot of Blanca players and Blanca is extremely annoying to play against because it's. I think I don't know for you, James, but I feel Blanca is basically not playing the game or breaking the game rules in some aspect because of his movement and the way he can escape you know pressure and close the middle the middle distance mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot there's a lot of hate actually around these so, characters yeah i want to expand upon this a little bit so okay and this is going to sound super biased because of what i'm starting with right but it, it plays into what i'm going to say so just kind of follow me in Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, when Akuma was, like, discovered that people could play as Akuma in a build of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, it was readily understood that movesets, normal attacks, and what characters had were specifically, like, thought out. And when you have a character that has a move that the game is not designed for, they kind of, like, destroy, like, the the competitive meta of the game like very easily right blanca doesn't do that specifically the same way that akuma does in super turbo however uh his moveset gives him uh certain privileges that are like it's not unbeatable but it creates a very specific puzzle to solve and certain certain player types certain archetypes certain uh like character archetypes really struggle against it because he has moves that cover his whole body he has normal attacks that like stretch his hip box but not his hurt box um so he's kind of there but he's not there like visually you see him but like certain situations are like difficult to deal with in terms of actually hitting blanca so certain games that he's in uh he is competitively disruptive. And I think I can, I know I can speak for myself and as well as a lot of other people who are around my age or a little bit younger who've played competitive CVS2. Uh, Blanca has destroyed people's minds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, simply because of how strong he was in that game. 
um people make jokes that like you know i find myself liking fighting games that don't have block in it you know third strike alpha 2 (laughs) like it's a thing that people make joke about jokes about because blanca presents a very specific problem just in the nature of his normal attacks and special moves like his gameplay design like he creates a specific he's not like inherently cheap or broken it's just he presents a very specific puzzle and it's like certain characters can solve it very easily and then some characters it's kind of a question mark depending on uh the game so bringing this back to street fighter 6 um (laughs) i think with drive impacts i think with the way burnout works that blanca has the potential to be disruptive in this game and i think it's really important that they kind of like introduce an environment without blanca first before <laughs> yeah. because because the thing is right like people complain about kimberly like they're like oh my gosh she's so overwhelming i don't know how to block her i don't know what to do but it's like hey there's bigger just, fish to fry yeah the, she's just running you know so, soon you're gonna have a, a big green guy that even has a bomb like we saw in a trailer yeah they gave they gave, <laughs> they gave a projectile to blanca like he throws oh a little God. blanca that can yeah. explode and so this way he can do you know like uh front or back attacks like he, he, he does his hop and go in the back while his bomb is uh, waiting on the front and stuff like that and you're like the I think they also gave give him uh, gave him a, a, a role that descends like a dive kick, but it's Blanca yes. and it's in a ball. And I and I looked at this and I was like, he has oh my a god, dive kick now? No, well, yeah, yeah, apparently we saw it in the trailer, and I was like, okay, people are not ready for what's going to happen now. Yeah. and there was already you know kind of um, hate about the character for the reason James explained, and basically I feel that people today, well, they think. Well, it's not that they think it's it's more like okay, there there's a noble way, you know, of winning, and then you there's there's Blanca, you know, the character <laughs> that no one's play and no one's know how to play, and that presents that 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 play that forces you to play a different game basically, and there's a lot of um, you know th- there's a lot of discourse around new players and even old players, but you know that arrive with SF4 and SF5 that when the characters differences stretch stretch too much they kind of say it doesn't have its place in the game like i've i've heard people saying this and a character like blanca is basically the the, the perfect demonstration of this all so, i'll yeah, say is uh, i think when it comes to this game i think that if you have a chance to play the beta and you're somewhat competent kind of understand how a little bit of how the game works uh prepare yourselves because yeah blanca in this game with the way that the game works on paper has the potential to be uh pretty disruptive so there's going to be things that people have to get used to uh in terms of dealing with both blanca and sim because i think the thing that people oh my god the thing the thing that people aren't (laughs) thinking about and it's almost very anime-like, where Dalsum is secretly the top-tier character in Street Fighter V. Like, yeah. Dalsum is, like, way better than people think. And there's only like, been, like, maybe, like, two or three people who've shown the potential of him. 
and he's kind of sort of slipped away from the nerfs during that comp- the competitive cycle of the game. But now, all of those uh, functions are being given to him in Street Fighter VI with Drive Impact, with Drive Rush, and... And, and probably I, an extended move list, too. Like, he's not going yeah. to stay with just a few moves. He's going to have more. So, yeah, the, the but that's a trend in SF6, actually, is that the characters are more than what they were before or they mm-hmm. are the, su- the sum of the different versions they already had before yeah so basically everybody has the buttons pushed to 100 and uh and that's very very frightening in some aspect but that's also what makes it good game very fun to play you know like uh, yeah sudden- suddenly like I-, I i saw you i think it was richmond liking this tweet i said in it was in french but imagine a game that makes R- ryu exciting to play <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i was gonna and you know yeah i was gonna say um you know i have my own biases against like blanca and but it's mostly from cbs2 like if you play that game competitively like you've got some trauma about blanca i don't care who you are even if you played blanca you probably have trauma about blanca <laughs> and cbs2 so i say these things but also within the collective of what i think they're trying to do with street fighter 6 is that they're trying to make characters that have strong tool sets so people can really play the characters the way that they're intended and actually have fun so i think as long as I guess everybody is secretly Kusoge as possible. As long as everybody's on that same uh, playing field, then I think the game should be fine. But I'm just letting people know that when they release the new, the open beta and they have more characters and Blanc is in there and Sim is in there, it's going to be a very different environment. So, uh, you know, if you're complaining about Kimberly, like, it's just just wait you'll see why they probably let her live a little bit because there's other characters that definitely are coming in with like brand new bags so richmond you you're gonna love blanca like i am pretty right. sure you're I'm gonna sure. Have I, I, I i've I, never felt more hyped for street fighter 6 than right now <laughs> is this is like a meant to be like a low-key lead into his like blanca doll mechanic that i noticed but this was this was way more than i expected i'm, I'm glad glad that it's so triggered yeah it's 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 a thing that i think people i made like a twitter thread about this kind of today where you know i'm like you know i think people have to i think we're at a point now with fighting games like in the modern era where developers are like well what happens now if we start giving people characters with full tool sets like what happens like are are we at a point where we can introduce these things and they don't seem as overbearing or as uh, tumultuous as if you released a game like this in 2009 where they're like, well, I don't know how to fight these characters at all. Like, I don't know how to solve any of these problems. Um, whereas now, you know, you've had your Street Fighter 4s, you had your Street Fighter 5s, you've had other fighting games, Tekken, all these other games kind of being reintroduced to a new audience where um, base level metas are easier for people to understand and like how stuff is supposed to work. So I think we can get past like the stubby normals, less damage, all this stuff, and we can give people characters that can really mess you up. And you know, now Street Fighter Six is kind of unhinged in a way, and Blanca is unhinged in his own way, and Sim is unhinged in their own way. So you're gonna have these characters meeting in a game that kind of like uh, accentuates these things. So you know, I mean, it'll, it'll be what, what wouldn't you say? Uh, practice mode with like the really intuitive explanation of like uh, frames 
like mm-hmm. doesn't that indicate that capcom like okay they are like you know buckling down on like yeah people actually want to get into the complexity yeah. of it yeah. yeah, I think I think it answers another thing that maybe it's a completely different topic, but I mean we've I think we've all, almost all of us played Elden Ring uh, this year, and um, who played Elden Ring without ever going to Reddit or Wiki or something? You know, probably no one here, and yeah. probably actually no one. And uh, that's the thing that was very inter- uh, there was a topic on a forum I read that was like. And a web, uh, web developer, a game developer was saying the thing that changed the most in the past 10 to 20 years is how people are maxim, max, maximizing their game. Like they, they, they read wikis, mm. they want to have the perfect build, the, the, they want to have the, 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 the perfect set of things and stuff like that. So now there's a kind of culture around performance in all type of games like even a game where there's nobody to beat like Elden Ring that people will be like okay how can I maximize the build for this specific sword which with which I don't know um, extension uh, other well things like that and so I feel that instead of you know trying to say okay we are going to obfuscate the complexity they basically acknowledge that everybody plays like that now and that you you'd better work your ux and modes and game modes to have people stay in your game to find their answers instead of going out of the game and it, what, that's probably especially tree, true in a live service game like sf 5s plans to be no, it's, ex- Sorry. it's exactly right actually what's crazy is people even do builds and that kind of thing for games that are not designed for it at all yeah um, like the, the ability for the community to min max or find the optimal way to do something um, and then share it within like a day of the game coming out. I think you're right that developers are just kind of embracing that reality. Um, Elden Ring is a good example of how the developers kind of expected it. Like uh, a lot of the like, oh, why is it so obfuscated? Why is it hard to do this? And they're like, because part of the experience is finding out from the community or letting the community figure out how to combine nine items in a row to like kill a boss in one hit yeah and so the the thing is that i feel that now the um, sf6 doesn't to, to me i don't know i, I wanted to ask you uh, james AJ, that this but i the complaints i saw about the game is that the movement is actually pretty slow and that the backdash and that and forward dashes are not especially great for some characters that should be great like Ryu or, mm. or Ken for example they are a bit on the heavier side you know but at the same time I don't know if you felt the same way I feel the game is way more easier when you want to do with punish of stuff like that because characters are way more static and, and moves are way less stubby than before so suddenly you're, you're starting to do with punishes when you didn't expect them and stuff like that and the way i see it is that this this is the first step a player a new player will probably see the game like oh i can like it seems a bit obvious that you can punish a move with another move which was not you know something that was very well explained in street fighters history and suddenly it feels it first it it happens without you wanting it which informs mm-hmm. you that it exists and and after when you try since the characters move way less faster than before 
it's fun. well some of them because Kimberly is not um, it's yeah. um, it's working way easier but at the same time you have things like Parry Drive Rush that basically that just mm-hmm. they added a run in SF6 like when you do Parry and then Drive Rush and yes, don't press any button the character runs in the stage and when you press a button you are given more frames to uh, your attack have more frames and so basically you can do an overhead for example you know Ryu forward middle punch the the classic overhead that he has yeah. since Street Fighter 2 you can combo after it if you do drive rush so you can be at the other side of the screen you do the drive rush you do forward punch and suddenly you are making a combo instantly an overhead combo from the other side of the game and and that's you know those two things seems to complete each other like suddenly as a someone who knows how to play uh, a competitive player you have a way of moving around very fast if you want to keep your pressure yep. and if you are a new player it's it looks like you have a more static game that allows you to play the footsies game and the neutral game more easily and yet you still have the drive impact which is a big hit with um, auto guard with armor and this move basically makes me think about the the, the big charge move in Tekken where you're like you know attempting to to land mm-hmm. one on your opponent yeah so <laughs> I think that the game makes me feel that there are different um, levels of reading there that, and that they try to, you know, uh, balance it. Like, uh, of course, a character like Kimberly or even Ken, they, they move very fast. But some characters may be able, like, imagine Zangief running off the stage yep. and throwing you without you, you realizing. That's going to be wild. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot yeah. to say about what you just said. So I'm going to try to break down, like, piece by piece the, 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 the issues that you're bringing up. One of the things that... Uh, I noticed when I was looking at Street Fighter 6 is the placement of characters in relation to the screen that you're seeing itself initially. Um, Characters are very far away, but also stages are very large. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a... There's something that's happening there that is... I don't know if it's the right thing, but I know that there's intent behind why characters are as far away as they are at the beginning of the fight um, throws too. yeah yeah like it feels kind of awkward because it's almost like you both sort of have to make the decision to initiate neutral whereas like based on the spaces that you're in like in older games like street fighter 3 or even street fighter 4 and 5 um you're already in neutral space like you're already there you don't you don't walk into it as much. Like you're kind of already in that um, that headspace. You kind of micro walk maybe. Whereas in Street Fighter Six, you've got to take some steps to get yeah. to the opponent. Um, the the, and... the micro world is actually a very good one. In in the old SF, you you are doing micro walks. In this one, I feel that it's not that micro anymore. You're making no. a real step. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you have to take a real step forward to kind of engage uh, your opponent. And I think they probably did that because when someone knows how to play a fighting game or that has any sort of knowledge about how neutral works and you don't, being in that situation immediately is a little scary. So I think there's a reason why they kind of like pushed you away. I do think that it should be adjusted a little bit closer just so that 
the game can kind of start with less awkwardness because I, I i mean for me i have moves that get me places but even with those moves there were times that like the initial like first two to three seconds of a, of a fight were kind of weird because it's like okay i'm whiffing slide but i'm still not close enough to you yeah and i still have to kind of like wait and then see when i can whiff punish something or see when i can hit you um and again, I think it was like a deliberate choice, uh, just to make it so that the, yeah, yeah, like Have for, you, for you see, new... you, you've you've seen the distance when you take a throw, and when you break yeah, the throw, oh my God. you are you yeah, are pushed absolutely. very far away mm, from each super other. Super far so away. There's really there's there's really this idea far. of you know making people like giving people space and then they can start over, you know, a little bit. Like yeah, um, yeah. I, think I got something to say about that real quick. Uh, okay. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I just want to go in. Just um, one of the things about like space as well, specifically, you've you've put that very well with respect to like the throw break being like something which is being pushed away to make someone get pushed backwards away from the actual fire. But um, the idea of being able to shimmy back and forth inwards is cool. I really like that, and especially I've just posted in and a video here about like a Luke player just doing a little back and forth shimmy. But in essence, kind of looking for the moment to like punish like a jump in or to get in there and actively, you know, make another decision. But a cool thing about this as well, just generally, which we've not kind of talked about too, too much, or at least I don't think we have, but like just the way that burnout works and like how it is that everyone, you know, gets this massive, you know, um, in essence, like a movement uh, cool down. Like you kind of can't do a lot of what it is that you want to do specifically with respect to like your motions and especially like the character, they get grayed out a little bit as well, I, I believe. I think that's um, one of the other things that happens too. But yeah, like once you've kind of like entered that state, like you basically lose access to all of those like drive, to all of those drive mm -hmm. maneuvers and you can't, you know, really progress from that situation unless you have to, unless you are able to rely upon those fundamentals that we're talking about. So it kind of makes people in essence, like think about not only what, um, Word of it. Not, not only what uh, meters and what levels that they, actually, they actively have, but at the same time, like, they're really, really emphasizing, okay, listen, we're going to give you a chance, but, like, don't screw it up, kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to yeah. give you these gauges, we're going to give you these things, but do not make these mistakes, or else you will have to be quite severely, like, penalized. Another game that does as well is, you know, Guilty Gear, that series with respect to its, you know, negative penalty system. And like yeah. mm -hmm. all of the ways in which you kind of have these things which make you have to very actively be engaging with the game across multiple different levels, higher than just, well, much higher than just, but simultaneously around the idea of like, okay, I'm going to walk forwards and like press these buttons. It's not just that anymore, you know? And I think for people getting into any type of fighting game generally, drives and like meters and meter meter management is something which they're gonna have to really really learn about because like if we go back through different fighting games generally we'll talk about characters as you know meter management characters you know uh, abba from from um from guilty gear uh, xx meter management character sin from um, exit you know meter management character but like now we're looking at these games and we you know with the, everyone's meter management character you know just because of how this game works how it feels yeah. and i think that's something which we absolutely have to just mention here as well if you've someone who does enjoy um per, uh, per se meter management characters you, you'll you'll absolutely like love a lot of how this feels because it'll be second nature to you know you've got to be very aware of what it is that you have as a resource and at what time yeah yep um i think uh outside of the the spacing thing and i mean you brought up the uh the thing about throws one thing that i am quietly concerned about is the game's relationship with uh, Okizeme. 
Um, okizeme is a, a term for like wake up, like what happens with your opponent on wake up. Uh, I've only been playing the game for like maybe six to seven hours. Like I, that's about as long as I've played it since yesterday. Um, but one of the things that I've I've noticed is the 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 drive the resources of drive like the drive bar itself um there's a lot of defensive mechanics in it um some are good some are obviously better than others Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure where some people are in respect to this i mean i am a rushdown ambassador so i have I have very specific feelings about drive impact. Um, I think that it needs to be there, but I do think that currently in the build that we're playing now, drive impact is one bar out of six. Yeah, I know. Um, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and and I think in my experience in dealing with it, I think it should be at least one point five or two. And I say this because there are. And keep in mind, I've only been playing the game for like six or seven hours. Um, there are moments where it feels as if the way you have to approach the game is so... It's so different from when you're playing any other fighting game. I'm not even talking about like Third Strike, like old stuff. I'm talking about even 4 and 5, where you have to have this almost constant worry of drive impact and the reason i say that is because currently i think it has five hits of armor um and when you knock someone down and you're starting pressure and someone does wake up drive impact it's absorbing your attacks right and depending on whether or not you do something fast enough to to eat all the armor it hits you and i believe it's a punish counter and then you get a conversion off of it so there have been instances where I've seen it happen to me. I've had it, I've done it to other people where there's one player that's obviously building the momentum and they're on their opponent. And the moment that drive impact happens, it almost completely disrupts like, like the exchange between two people. So it's obviously an adjustment point where you have to just kind of learn like how to deal with it. Um, Things I've learned is that you can throw it on startup like if you just react to the the paint splatter and you throw them like you can stop it um you can also drive parry it or you can also just Mm -hmm. eat the armor but the reason i'm bringing this up is uh when you have it so that it's already hard to get close to your opponent but then when you get close to the opponent drive impact kind of functions in a way that is I think it's good for the game, but I think the resource management of it needs to be revisited in some way. Um, because right now, like, Drive Impact is really strong, whether you're competitive or casual. Um, and I will say this, for casual people, doing Drive Impact against a Drive Impact is probably That's, the funnest. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, incredibly cool. Like, like it's I've just been a couple videos thing. of that, yeah. Yeah, it's probably, like, the coolest thing that somebody's doing right now. Like, oh, my God. Because the game even tells you in training mode, um with drive impact that if you drive impact somebody else's drive impact it's a counter attack and it puts you back in the lead and you know so i think on a casual level like the visuals of it and all of that is like uh something that people really enjoy 
um it does take some adjusting to getting used to because i know when i first saw it i was like what is happening like i don't understand what's going on but you know the second one all technically i mean typically always wins um so it does really change the tide in the game and it's something that you really have to think about in terms of like how you approach your opponents um i'm just wondering if the layers underneath it are going to get to a point where they need to revisit it because right now like it's kind of like no money down like you kind of just can just do it you know and it's not that much of a cost um to you as like an opponent defending so um you know i understand why it's there but i definitely have my i have my issues with it like currently just because i i, I don't know if it's I don't know, having it at one bar right now seems potentially too good, but it may not be. Like, I don't know. But just in my own experiences, like, it's very, it's very jarring. Um, even when I do it to other people, it feels kind of like, man, I did this get out of jail free card and now I'm converting off of it. Like, it feels kind of, you know, so I don't know. Like, I think, you know, they need to kind of like dig deep and kind of look and see how they want to like manage it. But it is an interesting mechanic. Like I do think that it's yeah. something that people will really like. Like I like casual players, man, oh man, they just they love just running up at you and throwing a whole painting at you. Like they love it, man. And it looks cool. I will mm -hmm. admit it does look cool. Um but yeah, I think those are the things that kind of are touch points that I hope that Capcom kind of looks at and says, okay, well how do we make this uh, a little bit better? Because I know for some people it may feel like Drive Impact is very anti-Oki. Like, we don't want you to uh, have that, you know, experience. Like, where you're like, oh my god, this person's on me. Whereas I think if you teach people that Oki is part of fighting games and that you have to learn how to overcome them, but you still have defensive mechanics, like, I think that might be a little bit better. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, so, I feel uh, you on that. Any any other thing you wanted to mention to to ask uh, Richmond or show about the game? Oh man, maybe. Um, <laughs> I I just kind of want to <laughs> play it now. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah. I guess. So I, I, I guess. Um, I, yeah, I I do have like one question to maybe wind wind things down. Um, cool. So just from from the sounds of it. Uh, just from everything that we've been talking about here, it sounds like they—it sounds like they're really managing to do this thing that every fighting game says it wants to do, yeah. uh, which is to satisfy new uh, players as well as old players. Like it, it sounds like you know, you know, the the, the veterans we have here are, are, are pretty excited about. Um, yeah, like it, you guys are talking about this, like this is a proper Street Fighter, right? You're excited about the new mechanics too, and it mm -hmm. sounds like yeah. a lot of the new mechanics um, are super fun for people who are just new to fighting games or even new to Street Fighter. Oh yeah, Fighter for sure. Too. So, um, so yeah, that that actually uh, that's pretty incredible. That is that is a very impressive feat. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the game is when it finally comes out, but it it just to even be at this point where we can discuss it like that is mm -hmm. that's so hard to pull off because it's the it's, yeah. it's easier said than done right like execution is everything and i want people the... to keep in mind anything i'm saying on like slightly the negative side these are very small concerns like they're not like you know deal breakers for me necessarily like i'm just 
you know, I'm just showing like what I think is great, but I'm also talking a little mm-hmm. bit about like what I think they need to kind of like investigate. But overall, like I'm I'm pretty pleased. I was surprised oh, yeah. that they didn't have any caps or anything on like the character creation because I mean some of the things that I've seen recently, wild. Which, like, People have made yeah. incredibly crazy, like apostle-looking characters. Shout out for the berserker. <laughs> people know it, but yeah, like honestly, it's been kind of mad to just see people go completely crazy with like what it is that they can make with respect to those characters. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of hyped though. I've really been thinking recently about what the roster will say in the future you know i just saw funnily enough like a very random image that swarm must have made a long time ago about the um possible uh wait, not this sorry that's just something else <laughs> about the about the possible um street fighter 6 like roster in and of itself like what it is that they think it could be and a lot of people still seemingly still want all of these characters who we've not seen in ages and it makes sense you know people are kind of hungering for the characters who they, they who they've not seen in a very very you know long ass time for example like i've just seen on here we have like a, a sea viper that someone wants in and i'm just like you know what that would be cool you know like how would sea oh, viper look like in this game i i think about these things often so just to kind of randomly close it down mm. what characters would everybody like in street fighter 6 i'll go first real quick <laughs> you already know what it's going to be from me I would absolutely love to see Dudley make a return. I think he would look very cool. I think he is someone who I would just, I just, I just miss a lot. And I think stylistically as well, there's a lot that you can do with him as a person, as a character. Yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, well, um, let's fight like gentlemen. Like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. That's so hard. There are so many characters in this game. Uh, in this series, um, I would actually that there's there are a few that I would actually like to see again because I think they came out in the wrong game and so they didn't have the the potential to to be good like to be good enough like for example um, G in SF5 I really like the goofy side of the character how he is mm-hmm. very ex- very um, very Capcom eccentric so I, mm-hmm. I would really love to see him in SF6. And also maybe 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 um, I will actually want some goofy characters like I want Akan back you know like, like I want like, awesome. I want like I want Akan to to put oil on all the ground like not just himself but all the stage oh, now you yeah. know <laughs> I, I, I will, you know you know you make a good point oh hold on no no that that you know that was like. I feel there's a, we, we already talked about Blanca and stuff like that, but in the image you, you showed us, like uh, like Blanca, for example, is in, in uh, non-player characters only. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Like, the, <laughs> the thing is, people have, I think people have a tendency to regroup and want characters that are um, easily digestible or very charismatic or that plays in a very straightforward way and stuff like that. But that's not what makes... A, a fighting game interesting it's diversity and you know like sf4 had this great also thing about in his best roster with the characters like el fuerte and uh, crimson viper and abel so i'm very waiting for the new characters in sf6 because the, the the designs are already very great so i'm very curious about what what they are going to do with them and yeah, I want some goofy balls because like the people tend to be too serious about this game. Like, don't f- we should not, you know, forget that Grr. this game has a 
this this game has a flying um, a, fl a flying Indian or uh, a kind of Greek guy uh, with just in underwear making mirrors with his hands and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, we I want some goofy stuff. Yeah, speaking of goof, mm. I really want to see Necro back now. You said that just because Necro is perfect yes. for like that yeah. level of goofiness. Plus, I know for a fact that listen, we're talking Necro with that electric spark power. We're talking about the PS5. Listen, I know that would look amazing, especially with respect to the particle effects. So yeah, let's let's get on that for sure. Yeah, Necro would be so great. Yeah, I uh, I missed that. Hmm. I I have a pretty pretty weird one that. I suspect James will agree with me on, um, but I'd really like to see Rolento back. No, oh, hell yeah. you took my you took, you took my main answer, but I, I, I just I I need the slap. I need to slap people just with that standing fierce. Just of yeah. course, of, and of course, James was going to say, but not for the same reasons. Just because he likes to bully people with, uh, with uh, <laughs> you know, th those bald eagles. They need their soldiers in the in the game. Guy is not enough. Like no, you, they need the stick to to, to beat him. <laughs> to beat you also need this. You also need the snap, right? The snap is yeah. cool times. I I just like the mobility that I have yeah, with Relento, and to be able to uh, kind of play him the way that the arcade boss played him in uh, Final Fight. So. Mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed having Relento in fighting games, so that's my top choice. Um, what was that? I was think... that really your top choice, James? I was kidding. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't no. kidding. I do want Relento in the game. I just didn't. No, I thought you would have someone above. Relento. Find another one, James. <laughs> no, Relento is my my top choice. Um, I would love to see him in this engine. I also think that he would combat some of the things that I'm not like that are challenges. I would say uh, in Street Fighter Six. So I think it would be cool to see. How he kind of functions around them. Uh, my other choice is Sodom. I'd love to see Sodom come back mm. in um, this game. I think uh, the way Drive Impact works, the way that even um, Drive Rush works, I think Sodom would actually be uh, a sleeper threat that people wouldn't expect. It would be cool to see his toolkit be uh, realized in Street Fighter 6. I think my third would be, and I know this is probably going to piss people off but like these are people who only dealt with her in street fighter 4 not alpha 2 so i don't think your horror is as real as mine but uh i would love to see her back i would love to see rose back in uh street fighter 6 uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think i think she would be really cool those are my three like off the top of my head to, to not conflict with james my my second is also yun and yang uh, uh i've actually really enjoyed yang's play play style in sf3 mm. I agree with you. I think some people still have PTSD from Street Fighter 4 AE, and they're probably scared of twins being back and anything, but I would love to. They, they would fair. be fun. It's fair. It would be I, fun. I mean, for me, Street Fighter 5, I, to be honest with you, I don't know if I'd remember the entire roster if I didn't look it up. That's yeah, right. true. Who, I feel who bad about that. Who remembers Falk? <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. what's funny? Why? Like... I thought she was going to be the Relento function of Street Fighter Five, and I was super excited for her until I played her. <laughs> <laughs> that was not no. Did she's cool though, but she's just yeah. different, you know. Yeah, mm. and as for me, in the new characters, I'm really waiting for the French character Manon because she looks super cool and stylish, and she apparently does. she's doing judo, which is like the most played fighting sports in France, so it's very fitting. Mm, mm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. And you, Richmond, which one do you I want mean, to come back? To I mean, for me, my, I think my top choice would have been Necro, just to get 
I, I yes. like the monster guys. <laughs> and I think, you know, the tech is ready to handle, handle Necro in, in 3D. And also, you know, the game is so um, such a focus on, on realism compared to past games. I'd, I'd like to see, like, just someone really super cartoony like, like Necro enter the fray. Um, but uh, just for pure gameplay, I'd like I'd love to see Adon come back. Um, mm, I, I, I guess oh, wow. I I I like characters with a lot of like mobility options, where like they are their own projectile, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah that's a really good just, way of putting just, it. Oh my god! I just thought that that you know putting Necro and um, it's Effie his uh, partner. Oh, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was gonna talk yes. about Effie. Yeah, she needs yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, like a good reason to have Necro. Ne yes. ne Necro and Effie in the game will actually be super cool because you know, just from a marketing and uh, coolness perspective, like a couple of freaks like that in in the yeah. game, that will be like just super great. And if you think about how this game tries to cater to a new generation and stuff, having a a sweet couple because it's way it's later than SF3, so maybe they can you know make them. Uh, like like less frightened and less yeah. <laughs> say, uh, stressed because they are a bit stressed uh, people. It would be super great. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, in I, the I, engine, people this couple... are ready for that because yeah, they they yeah. have like visually they have that Joker Harley Quinn appeal, except it's actually a healthy relationship. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. People are really so like primed for that, that right now. That have like a background yeah. character that's also feels like a part of their character. Yeah. Yeah. You know who an honorable mention would be? And I, I'm pretty sure Richmond remembers who this person is, but they have not been in a fighting game. But I would love to see story-wise how they feel and where they would be at currently in Street Fighter VI. Uh, Tom. Uh, Alex's Tom. friend. Oh, Alex is oh, uh, his mean mentor, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's John Reno. Yeah, that's John Reno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see, um, like him, the professional. Like, yeah, just put the professional, and you know, let him be a character. But yeah, I would love to see where his uh, perspective might be, considering the things that have happened uh, at this point. It would be cool to see him maybe looking for Alex, or um, I don't know. I, I really liked his design. I mean, John Reno is really cool, but Capcom John Reno was like. I mean, he looks really cool in Alex's ending. He ma it makes well, you wish oh my gosh. he was it, playable. It, 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 well, it already happened since he was in Onimusha 3 uh, playing <laughs> himself, very basically. It's so, yeah. yeah. very fair. It's very so, fair. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, have one, I, I have one more. Just like one more potential wish, just very quickly. Do you know who I really want to come in? Who I really want in this game? I want the original Desandra Rufus. Oh, that's Cobra. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, that's what I want. I want the teeth in Street Fighter 6. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. We need it. We need them to redeem themselves. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Here we go. So I think that's everything we've had Let's to say on the yeah. game. Maybe we can wrap yeah, this pretty up. Much. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so dear listener, thank you for uh, sticking with us. Um, yeah, just we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, hang out with us like this every weekend. So uh, if you enjoy the podcast, um, yeah, uh, go to arteater.com, A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R.com slash podcasts, and uh, you, you can catch up on every single podcast we've uh, recorded so far. Um, and uh, yeah, we're also hopefully on every platform that you like to listen to podcasts on, like Libsyn, uh, you know, Apple, 
uh, all, all, all the, uh, the typical ones. If there's a platform we missed, uh, send us a message on Twitter. So if you want to communicate with us, if you want to keep track of like uh, when the newest podcasts are coming out, um, best place to do that is to follow us on Twitter at Art Eater Podcast, A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R Podcast. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess everyone, uh, real quick, just let let the listeners know uh, what you're up to and how how they can follow, you know, what what, what you've been up to. I'll, I'll start real quick. So um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Richmond Lee, uh, R I C H M O N D underscore L E E. I'm terminally on there. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> I gotta do something about that, guys. It's it's getting. Um, uh, okay, I, I'm on there a lot. I love being on there. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just uh, without getting into a tangent, I've been um, kind of freaking out about a lot of the AI art stuff and you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be positive mm-hmm. sometimes, but but for the most part, try to be very positive, promote stuff that I love, um, you know, and 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 just uh, do informative threads on 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 stuff and. Uh, yeah, uh, have a lot of fun on there. And then um, also, I do make games for a living. So uh, we are working on a game right now called uh, Zeka Tactics. Um, that's Z-E-C-H-A, like Mecca, but with a Z. Uh, yeah, you can you can look it up at zekatactics.com and also follow it on uh, Twitter, at uh, Zeka Tactics. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a Mecca strategy game, uh, very inspired by like 80s and 90s. Uh, anime uh, it's 3d cell shaded we we're going for like a, a ova classic ova kind of look to it um yeah yeah it's uh yeah we're, we're really excited to be working on that so keep an eye out for that okay all right hey. dudes hey i'm uh, i'm sean okay. you can uh I, I edit the podcast uh you can follow me at at daborsk d-a-b-o-r-s-k um i mostly talk about gaming and art and ui stuff so if you're interested in um a smattering of ui food uh memes games and like a lot of commenting on ux and logos that is what you will get out of my twitter um during the day i lead design teams at nzxt so if you are interested in pc gaming hardware of any type i also not surprisingly talk about or retweet a lot of that stuff um and also i've been doing a lot of mentoring uh, on adplist.org. So recommend you go there for a bunch of people in design, product, engineering, uh, totally free, um, both directions. So uh, look me up on there. Um, for whatever reason, on my way to 5,000 minutes mentored, I'm about 3,500 now, whatever. So yeah, feel free to schedule time. Um, that's kind of the main thing I'm spending my extracurricular time on, um, other than cooking and playing games. So. <laughs> I've seen you. Uh, I have seen you putting a picture of a black uh, motherboard, and I was. It was very hot in my body after I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my god, you need to stop doing this!" Like you're making very s- sexy computer parts. It's not normal. <laughs> we we can't. We can't stop. Good. <laughs> not not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> All right, with that, uh, yeah, this is it's your your favorite Bushin enjoyer, James Stanley. Uh, I am a character designer, storyboard artist, uh, freelance illustrator, 
Um, just real quick, um, if you happen to be one of the people who already followed me on Twitter, uh, there's been a huge positive reception uh, for my project Part-Time Shuffle, which I'm super passionate about, um, which is a fighting game, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, just know that uh, I really appreciate the support from anybody who has been following that. Uh, it started out as a comic. Uh, it's definitely expanding into something a little bit bigger. Um, I'm doing everything I can to get it in the right place and also uh, making some other moves concurrently uh, with it. It's hurting me that I can't say certain things right now, but just know that there's like a really cool uh, announcement for something happening in my life soon. Um, outside of that, um, if you want to catch up with me or talk to me or see me rant about fighting games, uh, anime, cool music, um, one of the best places, ironically, is Twitter. I've been on there uh, a little bit more than I actually thought I would be. Maybe what Richmond has is a little infectious, but uh, basically you can find Definitely me on, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Beefy Kunoichi. That's B-E-E-F-Y underscore K-U-N-O-I-C-H-I. Um, my Patreon is also something that I make announcements on Twitter with. So if you're interested in seeing behind the scene processes of uh, the comic work, illustration, and other things that are connected to all things that are part-time shuffle. Uh, you can definitely check out my Patreon, um, which is also Beefy Kunoichi. Uh, but yeah, man, um, just doing a lot of work and uh, just taking things as they come and, uh, you know, itching to get back on this beta. So <laughs> probably going <laughs> to take a brief break and uh, hit buttons myself. But yeah, that's me. Awesome. What's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say as well, like, this is so good just to be back here, just doing all this again. It just feels good. It feels great. And I've just been really having a great time with this episode specifically. So, yeah, what's up, everybody? It's Adam. It's AJ. Pleased to be here once again. It is your favorite game and level designer, Pixel Artist, and also International Taekwondo Fighter. It's great to be back with the crew, like I just said, and I'm really glad that we could talk about something that we all actually actively, we're always hyped, but, like, this is going to be really cool to, like, see, you know, the changes of a of an IP and of a project that we've all been so interested in for such a long period of time to see that evolve in such a big way yeah it's pretty exciting stuff so that's great but if you want to hear us talk about stuff like this again you can check us out uh, we are as Richmond said that's a at art eater uh, podcast on Twitter but also yeah I go by AJ Mattis on Twitter you can find me over there at, at AJ Mattis I love to share and retweet all kinds of cool art creative projects that I see and anything else that just generally intrigues me but yeah if anyone wants or needs any pixel art related help again I'm still active at the moment too with respect to that and yeah people just come through they drop me some messages they say hello sometimes if you'd like to do so do it I won't bite anyone's head off. I'll have a nice time. And yeah, it'll be really, really cool to just keep on reenacting uh, fun moments with the fans and getting back to everyone saying hello. And yeah, it's a, it's really good stuff. So I really hope everyone has a great day. Stay safe. Stay stay uh, you know happy out there. And yeah, just uh, have a wonderful, wonderful time until you hear us all next. Peace out. Bye. Yeah, see you all later. And as for me, so I'm Thomas. I'm just a web developer from France, and which uh, my, my bad English probably... Uh, said something about it and uh, right now what I'm doing I'm doing I'm trying I'm starting again uh, drawing lessons and I had spent two hours drawing a sponge last week that was such an experience <laughs> that was something <laughs> special nice. so yeah that was nice and uh, yeah so I'm having a lot of fun on this um, uh, and if you want to see so my drawing some rants about web developments and uh, some things about fighting games but in French 
Oh là là. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Thomasaurus. It's winner O. So, yes, uh, that's all. See you then. See you there. I think that's everyone. All right. Yeah, I thought Thomas already went. I'm not sure why. We're, but I just we're out of practice. The order is not yeah, cemented as it normally is. is. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. We'll fix it in post. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, we're back, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's back. Bye for Stay safe.